What's up, everybody? We're good, Logan. Oh, beat me to it. Uh, y'all, thank y'all so much for coming. Y'all got one less hour of sleep last night, and the sun was still out whenever y'all got here. So I just really appreciate that y'all decided to come and, and check it out, hang out with us. Um, like Corinne said, my name is Logan. And uh, I've, if I haven't gotten the chance to meet you yet, I would love to meet you, especially the guys. I would love to get to know you and uh, just to hang out. Um, I've been around this ministry for a while. I've been in this community for a few years now. Um, basically, my whole college career, I was in this uh, community, and it played a big part of who I am today. Um, so I'm super thankful for it. Oh, I do not want to update my iPad right now. Uh, sorry. Uh, so I've been in this uh, community for the whole time I was in UCA, which I actually just graduated this last December. Go Bears. Thank you all. Wow. Uh, so I just graduated, and then uh, I actually just started working here at the church for Elevation a couple weeks ago. Um, so I'm super excited that I get to work under Justin and Emily and just do things like think about how we can reach college students in Conway with the gospel. Think about things like how can we create community that I had for other college students coming into Conway. And so I'm super, super thankful to be able to do that. Uh, and right before I started working here, for several months, I was working at another great organization uh, called Student Mobilization. And so, yeah, shout out Studo, Stumo. Uh, so I was there for several months. And then while I was there, I had this really interesting thing happen to me. So one day, we had this thing called a board meeting. I don't really know what happens in board meetings because they sound pretty important and I don't really do too much that's important. Uh, so they have this board meeting one day, basically people who help run, oh, it's asking me again. Uh, people who help run this big organization from around Arkansas, from around like surrounding states, they come to Conway um, and they actually just have this meeting and we hosted it at our office and our boss was being super nice, and he bought them Cracker Barrel for breakfast. Let's go, Cracker Barrel. Uh, he got them all the stuff. There was a lot of food. And so because they got a lot of food, there were some extras, which means the people in the office got to eat some Cracker Barrel. Amen. And how many of y'all know, anytime you're at work and your boss is like, yo, we got some free food in the kitchen, like, you're, you're on that. So he actually brought it out to the lobby because we didn't really have a kitchen. And so we're out there. I mean, it's going great. I'm getting... I'm getting pancakes, buttermilk pancakes. I'm getting these warm cinnamon apples. I'm getting bacon. I'm backtracking in line and getting more than warm cinnamon apples. And then once we all have our full plates, we're like, all right, we can, we can get out of here. We can go back to our office and eat this stuff. So we're about to chow. And little do I know, this blessing that I had is about to go downhill real fast. So... I'm going to pause the story there and give you all some very crucial information. So leaving the lobby, going into the hallway, the hallway that leads to our offices is very small. And when I, I mean small, I mean you have no room for error. You have to go in there in a single file line if you're in a group. And if you go at the wrong time, you're either going to run into somebody or you're going to run into a wall. That's how small it is. So you have to keep that in mind whenever I'm telling you this story. So we're, we're walking back to our offices in a single file line, I'm in the back of the line because, you know, I had to backtrack. And uh, since I'm in the back of the line, we're, we're looking ahead and we, we see a door open. Somebody's coming in from the left. No big deal. We've been there for a while, uh, so we're pretty experienced. We know what to do. We all in unison calmly just shift over to the right side of the hallway and we, we flatten our backs up against the wall and then the board member kind of shimmies on by us. 
and we're good. We made it out, no scratches or bruises. We're doing good. So we decided to push on. We're pushing on through the hallway, single fall line, and then all of a sudden the conference room door opens. And behind that conference room door is all of the board members in the, in the conference room. And I hear the words, time for a bathroom break. And they don't really know that that hallway is small. They're unfamiliar with the territory. So they're just single file and everybody's coming out. And, and we try to backtrack. We try to go back to the, to the safe place of warm cinnamon apples. But we can't. We don't have time because as I take my first step backwards, y'all remember the guy who just walked by us? He's coming back the other way. And so I step on his foot. And then I, I try to recover, but it's too late. All of them are already in the hallway with us. It, it's bad. They're, everybody is in there, the whole board meeting. They're in that hallway, and, and it's record-breaking, the amount of people that we got in that small amount of space. And so as I'm trying to recover, it's too late. I, at one point, I'm like one leg up. I got a handful of pancakes. And then I think it's bad, but all of a sudden I hear from around the corner a lady's voice, and she says, wow, these hallways kind of remind me of like a game of Pac-Man. And so I'm one leg up in the air with some pancakes in my hand and she starts making the Pac-Man noise. She is making the Pac-Man noise and weaving her way through the crowd. And the, yeah, y'all know the sound, waka, 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 waka. Yeah, she's making, it sounds like a Shakira video. And so she's, she is contorting her body in ways that I didn't even know was possible in a business suit. And she, the only thing I can compare it to is like an electric eel just swimming through a coral reef. Like, this is what, is she, what she is doing while I am holding pancakes on one foot. And so, basically, that story is pointless. I just want to tell you all about my experience. Uh, not really. It has, some, it has a point. But no matter how ridiculous that story sounds, the truth of the matter is, is our, voice, our, our mind can oftentimes end up just like uh, how crowded that hallway was. Um, it, can, it can end up to where things get in our head, uh, whether it be things we've seen, things we've said, people have said to us, uh, people we've watched or heard, uh, they start to enter our minds, and then it gets just as crowded as that hallway, and we've either unintentionally or intentionally had these things uh, enter, and before we know it, our mind feels like we're one leg up holding pancakes, and, and we're hearing Pac-Man noises. Wow. We're trying to, trying to gain our balance, but we can't. But seriously, like we find ourselves depleted. We find ourselves too busy, anxious, burned out, or confused, not able to find peace or feel at rest at all because of the craziness of life and also just because of the things of the world trying to crowd around us and gain our attention as well. And so I know this as well. Sometimes whenever it gets crazy in our minds, it's not that we're doing too much. Sometimes it's that we have too much of the wrong thing in comparison of having enough of the right things in our minds. And so I know this for a fact that God's heart is not for our minds to be like that, in that state. Our, God's heart is not for our minds to be unrested or without peace. God's heart is for us to not be like the world and to focus on, and to focus on the things the world focuses on. God's heart for us is that we would focus on things that are peaceful and grounded in truth. And so I want to look at Philippians 4.8, and it says, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, lovely, commendable, if there's anything that's excellent, 
if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So as we look at scripture, I, wanna, I want us to think about how we can shift our mind from a place that's, that's full of unrest, that doesn't have any peace, and how we can shift that um, into a place where our mind is full of truth and full of peace. Um, so I'm just going to pray for us really quick, if y'all will bow your heads with me. Uh, God, thank you so much for your word. Um, thank you that it, it's, just, it's a light to our path, that we can go to it whenever we need to know our next step. Um, God, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your son Jesus dying on the cross for us, um, resurrecting so that not only we could have grace, but that we could spend eternity in heaven with you, Jesus. Um, and so we thank you for that. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we're about to be in Romans 12.2. So if y'all want to start going and making your way towards Romans 12.2, um, just a reminder, what we're looking at is we want to figure out how with this verse and with other things, how we can shift our mind from a place where we're, we're focused on like lust, we're focused on um, like our fear of the unknown, uh, lies from the enemy, and how we can shift it over to a place where we're grounded on truth and we're feeling peace in our minds. So with that being said, Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And so the world tells us, uh, or the word tells us that when we choose to follow Christ, that we're supposed to be separated from the world, um, that we shouldn't conform and adapt to what the world is doing, that we should be transformed by the renewal of our minds. And so in the same Greek word that was used for transformed in that Romans 12:2 verse is also used in another verse in 2 Corinthians 3:18. Um, and just to give some context uh, of this part of the word, like in, in Corinthians, um, it's talking about the new covenant that we have. And so when Jesus died on the cross uh, and whenever he resurrected, the veil was torn. Um, and what I mean by the veil is torn is that we now have confidence in ourselves to be able to walk in, that we are sufficient and able to be in the presence of God. Um, so keep that in mind as we're reading 2 Corinthians 3.18. Um, and it says, And we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of God are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So that right there, thinking about where this tr transformation comes from, from the Holy Spirit. And so us as Christians, we need that transformation. We need the effect of the Holy Spirit. And so the question is, is how does this, the Holy Spirit help us renew our minds? When we choose to surrender our lives to Christ, the Holy Spirit moves into our hearts. And we have the true living God inside of us. And he's waiting and he's willing to help us and guide us. And just like Romans 12, 2 says, he's waiting and willing to transform us. And so when Jesus first told his disciples that he was leaving and that he was leaving the Holy Spirit, he said two things to them. One, that he's leaving the Holy Spirit there to teach us. And then two, that the Holy Spirit will be bringing remembrance to us all that Jesus has told us. And so I believe that through the Holy Spirit um, and what he teaches us and what he brings to our remembrance, our minds can be renewed and that we can live lives that are transformed for Christ and separated out from the world. And so because I believe that, I want to share with you all some points um, on kind of how I landed here. And then but before I share those points, I want to open up and just be transparent and honest on how I kind of arrived at these points and then also how I feel confident that these points are actually truth. And so um, just to be honest, this past Friday, 
Um, I was really struggling with just like an anxious state of mind. Uh, I don't know really why. Uh, the only thing I can kind of think of is that I'm a person who really enjoys um, just efficiency and organization. And I kind of like 40 hours of my week completely changed where I was working one job and then I switched over to the other. And so just the, the unknowing of my schedule of what's going to happen, trying to figure things out. And then also just I was, help, I was trying to figure out if I was going to help somebody uh, move something. And then, you know, we had the random snow in March that happened. And so I remember I was just like pacing back and forth. And uh, shout out to Bailey Pierce, my roommate in the uh, production booth back there. Um, I remember just pacing back and forth, and I just wonder, like, Bailey was probably thinking, like, what's going on with this dude? Like, why is he freaking out so much about whether or not he's going to move a washer and dryer? Like, it's not that big of a deal. He's going to help him or he's not. Like, just, just chill out. That's probably what he was thinking. Not really, but because he was doing a great job of just listening to me and, and helping me process what I was thinking. Um, but just that stacked on top of the anxious mind that I'd already had, um, it just, it just began to wind up, and it felt like it was going to burst. But then I remember the Holy Spirit kind of uh, helping uh, bring to remembrance just these points that I was going to share with y'all tonight. Um, that he was, he was kind of reminding me, like, if you have faith in what you read in the Word and what I told you about, uh, about how to deal with these, this mindset and how, how to gain peace in your mind and, and to renew your mind, then, then let's practice it. Let's have the faith to walk it out. And so I just want to go through these points with y'all. There's three of them. Um, so these points are kind of what I walked through this last week. Um, and I hope that they help with you when it comes to, re to renewing your mind. And so point number one is meet with God while you read the word. And so I want y'all to know, like, you can involve God in your reading. Um, it, it doesn't have to just be a one-sided thing. And don't let your Bible just be all about information. Uh, if you find yourself sometimes not really wanting to read the Bible, if your mind, you're tired, or if you, you feel really busy and you're just like, man, I don't really feel like that's what I want to do right now, it's, like, it's okay to feel that kind of way. Um, but the only dangerous thing about it is just uh, how do we allow those feelings to lead us? Um, do we make a habit out of those feelings? And so uh, also... This is kind of where you get to involve God again. You can ask the Holy Spirit to help you with that feeling. You can, you can say as, as simple as, I really don't feel like reading the word. Can you help me with this? Can you put desires into my heart that are yours for my life? And so if you're struggling with exactly how to meet with Jesus whenever you are reading, then I just want to give you a couple points as well for this. And number one is to look for Jesus. And so we have to remember as we read the word that the, the story of the Bible, it's about Jesus. He's the main character. He's the plot line. Um, so it's great to do, like, research on history. It's great to look at character development stories of, like, Samson. But if we're not looking for Jesus in the middle of it, then I think we're missing the point. And so we just have to keep that in mind. Like, are we looking for Jesus in the Scripture? Um, and then two is uh, for just how to meet with Jesus. Point number two is to get to know him. And when we're reading about Jesus, we have to move past the simple observation and move into a personal connection. Just like you'd want to get to, a, uh, get to know another person, you have to ask him questions. Like, why are you talking this way? Like, why are you meeting with people this way? Why are you saying what you're saying, doing what you're doing? Like, we need to ask Jesus some questions when we're reading. Um, and also, you can, you can tell him some things about yourself as well. 
just kind of the mundane, the things that are, are, you're struggling with, things that are going great. Like, he wants to hear this from you. He knows, but he wants to hear it from you. Um, that's the personal connection that I'm talking about. And then point number three is to not shy away from the hard stuff. You, you don't need to shy away from the hard things in Scripture. Just because it's kind of hard to understand at first, um, just because there's some things that don't come easy to you doesn't mean that there isn't revelation of Jesus inside of it. If it's in the Bible, that it's intended for a, a revelation of Christ for your life. So I want you to keep that in mind. Um, and, and also know that the way to understanding has to first start with asking questions. You don't just arrive to an understanding of something. You have to first ask a question about it. So I do want to speak to you and say, don't be ashamed of the questions that you have to ask in order to understand. And then, so that's everything that I have for meeting with Jesus. And now I want to move to point number two, which is to speak what you believe no matter how you feel. Speak what you believe no matter what you feel. You know, feelings are not bad. It isn't a sin to feel. But like I said earlier, making a habit out of allowing those feelings to lead you, that's where it can lead to complacency. That's where it can lead to a callousness of your heart. And so I, I just want you to know that like our natural, our natural body's desire is to not be Christ-like. Uh, it's to kind of blend in with the world. It's to do what the world is doing and adapt to what it's doing. So you have to keep that in mind that your feelings and, and just kind of the natural mode of life is to not be Christ-like. So we have to fight against those feelings, and we have to speak what we know is true in the word to those feelings. And so whenever I say speak what you believe, I, I, what I mean by that is that you have to speak about the truth, and you have to speak about the word of God in your life. And that's what's going to overcome and, and create um, this mode where your feelings and everything else the enemy is saying and attacking to you has to bow to. And then number three is to rest in God's presence. God's presence is where compassion is. His presence is where freedom is. It's where we find refuge. And all we have to do to get into God's presence is to praise him. He makes it so simple. God inhabits the praises of his people. And in Psalm 100, verse 4, it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. So God is living inside of your heart, or if he's not yet, he wants to live inside of your heart. And he's ready to be with you, and he's ready for you to be in his presence. And so if, with that being said, when it comes to being in God's presence, if you have to praise him, then praise him. If you have to worship him, then worship him. If you have to thank him for what he's done in your life and what you've seen him do in other people's lives, then thank him for those things. God, God is, is ready for you to be in your presence whenever. It's up to us to take those steps to praise him and create that moment. Um, so that being said, if y'all don't mind standing up, I'm going to pray for y'all really quick.